We've been talking all week about knowing your audience. And we started the week talking about what they need. And then we talked about when they need you. I think we might need to know something first. And that is why they need you. So we're going to talk about that today. Knowing your audience, why they need you, and more on episode 927 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote provides an opportunity for business owners and leaders to discover what is real for them and to be impacted by what is real for others. That is the Renegade way. Let's get real. We all face challenges and get stuck occasionally and are looking for an antidote. Each weekday, this show dives into a topic that may have you stuck, frustrated, and uncertain. Our goal is to share our value in an effort to help you find that one thing, the antidote to your challenges, so that you can get results and make more money. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Hey, good morning, Tom. How are you? I think you're a little flat there. Uh, what can I say? I feel, feel a little flat today. It's kind of foggy where I am. Ah. So, um, How can you feel flat today? Well, I, it's a good point. I, it's a great day. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And isn't the big series start tomorrow? No, Saturday. Uh, the okay. Orioles finally have, they'll play the, uh, what, Texas Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yep, I'm sure you've, you'll hear it more. I, I'm sure Rick Donovan will be uh, <laughs> talking to you real soon. That's all right. I welcome that. So let's get to our topic, Tom. It's a great one. All right. Because if you don't know why people need you, you probably aren't going to be really successful. I would agree. And I think for most small businesses, that's the biggest challenge they face continually. Which is fascinating. Because if, because it, how do you have a product or service if you don't know why they need you? Well, you have a pro, often you have a product or service that you think people need because you might have needed it or you identify it. And there's a need there, but you haven't explained it in a way in which that person sees the need for themselves. Right? I think so trying to but follow you were, that you were no, so i i say to you tom uh uh there's rick i knew rick would be around today that, that was a given <laughs> there's rick rick a big orioles fan he's i'm, I'm surprised he's able to type <laughs> no doubt he, he is not flat today there is no doubt about that no, he, he is pumped up <laughs> absolutely so the why is it so I create a product. Let's say I create, I don't know, it doesn't matter. I product X because I see a need in the marketplace for product X. The challenge is I see that need, I understand that need, I describe that need to myself. But until I can describe it to other people in a way in which they can understand how it serves their need, not just my need. It doesn't go anywhere. And one of the ways we can do that is to use their language. Another is to use their situations. A third is to apply it in ways, uh, compare it in ways that make 
simple sense. You and I do that a lot in the program with analogies. You know, sure. this is a lot like that. This is this is like that. But if we talk about what we talk about, if we talk about being renegades, and you and I know what that language means backwards and forwards, but we never never describe what a renegade is, someone's going to think, I'm not a renegade. I don't know what these guys are talking about. What, 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 why is this going on here? But if we describe it in a renegade, hey, you know what? You're a small business owner and you're trying to build something your way, the way only you can see it, not the way someone else can. They go, oh, that's me. Hey, I am a renegade. And you and I, honestly, it took us a little while to get the language down. When we first, we got the language down for ourselves. I could explain to you, you could explain to me, but it took us a while to be able to explain to another person where they go, hey, you know what? I think I'm a renegade. In fact, one of our Renegade Success Network members was the first person outside of my realm of people that had heard me talk through it to actually identify. And Jack was like, hey, I'm a renegade. I'll never forget that day. It was like, yes, now we're on to something. Certainly. Well, it's kind of like a coach. I think a lot of right. people don't know why they need a, would need a coach. They think I have a business. I started a business. Why would I need someone to help me talk through the challenges that I have? I should just be able to figure it out. And I think for a long time, that was the, that was the sort of understanding is, well, I don't need a coach. I'm a smart person. I worked, I had a career, and then I started a small business around something that I know very well. Yes, they may know the service very well. Like if you're someone who's an electrician, you know how to fix people's electric issues. What you might not know is some of the other parts of that business, like marketing or sales or um, pricing, customer service, all of those things. Getting that, supplies. Yep that can create the challenges that you're going to face because that was not your skill set and yet it's a part of the things you need to do uh to run a business absolutely uh, you know and another one i i struggle with is um the bookkeeping sure. and i uh finally hired a bookkeeper this year i i dabbled with it but this year i have a bookkeeper going through my books right now and then he will I'll turn them over to my uh, CPA. And I already talked to him the other day about it. He was like, oh, that sounds great. Because now he's not going to deal with all my headaches. The bookkeeper will. Sure. And it, it relieves me of having to worry about a part of it that I need to understand. I need to know where my books are, where my numbers are, but I don't need to understand the nuances of it. And he knows the laws and he knows what works and what doesn't work. And the CPA knows other parts of it that I don't need to be an expert on. I need to review it, yes, but not know it. And I think that's one of the things that I see for so many small business owners and leaders. Sure. Honestly, it, you know, the leader is saying, well, I need to give a, uh, a, um, a workshop on X. They don't really know X. So they watch three YouTube videos and they give a presentation on X. And it's very flat and very cursory when they could have brought someone in to give the presentation and that person would have been able to do it in a dynamic way, engaging employees because that's what they know. And I think knowing what people, what people need is really knowing what we can deliver as much as anything else. 
Sure. Because if I don't know what I can and can't do, I can't really figure out what someone else needs. And when I started my business, I did anything anyone asked. Oh, Bob, you want to come pick up the trash for me three days a week? Sure, I'd love to. Oh, okay, Bob, do you want to cut my lawn? Yeah, I'd love to. I didn't know what my clients needed for about 18 months. And then it started to click for me. And that's when I met you, oddly enough, and the language started to come together for me. I started to be able to explain it with the branding of my company, Bigger Pie Strategies. And people were like, oh, Bigger Pie, I get that. I need a bigger pie. And that's what started to have discussion. It took me a while to get there. And most businesses, it takes some time. You don't just like get up one morning and go, here it is. I'm going to start a business and we're going to do this. Even Starbucks, I'm sitting outside of Starbucks. They have to figure out when the right time is to do the uh, pumpkin spice latte. Do you bring it out in August? Do you have it all year? Does it come out in September? Clearly, it's a very important decision for them. I don't understand because I'm not a big pumpkin spice fan, but I see a lot of people buying it and being excited by it. I agree. You're name dropping today, huh? Trying to get Starbucks as a sponsor? <laughs> That's it. Always, always. <laughs> you're trying to tell them what they need and why they need us. And, and and that's exactly, you're right. That's it. And I didn't do it in a way that would resonate with them. Because if I could say to them, hey, I know we have a lot of people that listen to us and they're on their way to work. It would be a really good opportunity for you to get in front of these people that might be interested in the pumpkin spice latte. And they would hear us at 7 a.m. as they're going to work and they might stop by one of your places because they're going to drive by. and like, Oh, I haven't had that pumpkin spice latte this year. I should pull over and get one. So there's a there's a matter of they need people to think about them on their way to work. Sure. We might be able to facilitate that. And that's an example off top of my head of where you have to satisfy your client and customer's need. For you and me, and the need is it. exactly. And for you and me, the need is we'd like a sponsor to pay for it. Plain and simple. Yeah. That's not but Starbucks isn't going to be real excited if we go in and say, hey, Starbucks, be really nice if you could just pay for us because you have a lot of money, you sell a lot of coffee, and we'd really like some money coming our way. And, you know, I, I do have your app, and I have loaded it up a couple of times. Could you just show us some love? It's probably not a great sponsor for us, considering I don't drink coffee. Never have. Shh. Shh. <laughs> I could fake it, I guess. <laughs> Starbucks, you did not hear that. That's a sure. joke. Tom's just messing with me. I've seen him drink coffee every day, all day. He's like eight cups a day. Something like that. And that's part of it also. If if Starbucks said to us, hey, you know what? We'd like to be a sponsor, but here's the deal. I need you both to be drinking coffee on the program every day. I need you to be really excited about it. And you go, I'm sorry, I'm just not that person. I, I can't do that. Th that's That's what they need. And you saying, I won't do that for you it could cost us some money. So often I think we're the ones who are like, you know, I don't really like coffee, but it's Starbucks. I can learn to like coffee for Starbucks. And then it dilutes what we do, excuse the pun. It dilutes what we try to do because now we're trying to like coffee instead of being true to who and what we are. And I love hot chocolate. I would drink that every morning. Okay, there, there you go. Starbucks, I know they give serve us a call. 
hot chocolate. Exactly. You know, and if you put enough of the creamy stuff in your coffee, Tom, it's really just whipped cream. I could do that. I'd probably, well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yes. Correct. But, th but that's a situation that I see people run up against often. It's like, well, why are you doing this? I don't really like doing this. I'm not really good at it. But someone offered me the opportunity to do it for them. And I, I hate to throw away the opportunity to make the money. So I'm doing this thing that I hate. I'm not real good at, but they needed it. Sure. And, and I think it's almost the evolution of almost every business. You do anything anyone asks of you until one day you go, you know what? I'm going to really focus. And I think that's actually when people tell us we need to niche down. I don't think it's as much industries as much as what are you going to do and be consistent in the delivery of those couple of things. And, and one of the reasons you would do that is because you have a better understanding of not only why they need you, but what they need and when. And how they need it. Correct. So you're starting to you're starting to fit into their ecosystem, not expecting Starbucks to fit into ours. Is that your one thing? Do you have a one thing? I think that's my one thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about you? Well, I think that that it's critical to know why they need you because otherwise you're going to head down a pathway. You know, it goes along a little bit with the, um, you know, I get the people the, at networking events who come to talk to me about roofing. And I rent my home. Right. So I don't really well, need Well, you that. know someone though, Tom, you know someone who needs a roof. Just take my card and give it to them. Yeah. Well, the hard part is I think because I, we don't own a home, I don't talk to a lot of people about the issues they have with their home ownership because it doesn't apply to me. And so I'm not, you know, I think that's one of the great questions is, you know, and so why people don't start it with, Hey, I'm just curious, you know, do you own your own home? Right. Uh, no, actually I don't. So save each other a whole lot of time. And so I think it's, it's a critical piece of, the process of knowing why they would need you. Mm -hmm. If you have a service to offer, but no one ever gets to the point of so much pain that they have to have you, it's going to be very difficult to sell your product or service. And even if you're a nonprofit, same sure. thing. You know, not everyone cares about your cause. They may care about a cause, but it may not be your cause. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad person because they don't care about Shady Creek's riverbed. Even, and they might even care about it. It's just not a top priority of where they give their resources. Right, right. I'll give yeah, you I mean, a lot of people one. care about a lot of topics. That doesn't mean they always give to a lot of places. Right. And if you're a leader, this applies to you because it's about finding what your employees and whoever your organization is serving what they need. And right. you're, as a leader, you're dealing with both. What do my employees need to feel like they're valued, feel like they're contributing? What does my client or customer need to feel like we're serving them? So you're kind of caught in the crosshairs in both ways. Certainly. All right, everyone. Thanks so much, especially Rick for being here with us. Oh, I guess I can say. <laughs> that was hard to say, wasn't it, Tom? <laughs> Not as hard as it was to say, go O's. <laughs> i know that's what rick needs to hear and so i am going to give him what he needs to hear <laughs> All right, that so was the best everyone. example yet <laughs> <laughs>
thanks for being with us, Rick. Thanks for sharing and, and saying hello. Um, and if you happen to be listening to the podcast where you can't have a chance to say hello, share your thoughts and ideas, please join us in our Facebook group, Sculpt Your Business. From chaos and confusion to confidence and control, where you can share your thoughts and ideas and gain from the thoughts and ideas of others. Uh, we look forward to seeing you inside of that group. If not, we will see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time, for our next episode of Today's Antidote. Hey, whatever you do, wherever you go, however you need to do it, embrace the renegating you. It is so worth it. Yes, it is. All right, everyone, go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon. If you don't know what your clients or customers need, you're not alone. That's part of our Get Real, Get Results, Make More Money program. That's part of the Get Real part, getting real about what people need, why they need it, and how they can access it. That's a big part of it. So if you're struggling with that, talk to Tom or Bob or go to RenegadeSuccessNetwork.com and start that process of figuring out what they need and how you can serve them. It will change the game for you. It'll even make you cough, apparently. <laughs>